Want a holiday gift your employees or clients will actually love? Send them gourmet peanuts from Hubbard Peanut Company. Hubs Peanuts is a family-owned company that's been making high-quality, delicious peanuts and sending them to every corner of the globe since 1954. Order some of Hub's plain, salted, or chocolate-covered peanuts in a special gift tin for the perfect gift for your friends, employees, clients, or even yourself. Visit hubspeanuts.com. That's H-U-B-S-peanuts.com. New on CuriosityStream, how do you connect a 16th-century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series, Connections, returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Oslo.com NHL DFS strategy show. As I put the wrong link into Slack, let me fix that really quick. I am Jake Harry. I'm joined by Michael Clifford, Slim Cliffy, to break down this five-game. Nice little Friday slate. Locks a little bit later. I'm sure you won't complain about the start time. You would never do anything like that. I saw I would, you the other day. but I would never yeah. complain about start times. Yeah, so what was the uh, – I mean, we got a little bit of time here. What was the uh, the – essence or what, what what brought that on i guess were people complaining about the 11 eastern start yeah it was the it was the montreal vancouver game starting at 11 eastern and like i get that it's late it is late but where i live all late games started at 11 or 11 30 p.m 
And if you live in Newfoundland, they started at 1130 or midnight. That game started at 1230 in the morning in Newfoundland. It started the next day. So, you know, these these 11 p.m. Eastern starts, you know, you can get used to them. Yeah, you're you're a veteran with those. I, I heard you say you haven't gone to bed before midnight where you're at in like since you can remember. Yeah, years. It's been years. I'd say five plus years. It's insane. Well, I, I mean, I'm pretty much the opposite. I don't know. I used to stay up for all these games, but then I would just get tilted and then not be able to sleep. You know, you get the heart racing and uh, it's not like it's enough money that I'm playing right now to like for me to care. Like I shouldn't care that much day to day, but I used to really care and I was playing a lot less. And so I, don't know, I usually just check out if I feel like I don't have anything going. And sometimes even if I do have something going, you never want to like get to the end and then you go from having a really nice night and all of a sudden you make 50 bucks or whatever uh, at the end of the night. That's almost worse than just losing it all and knowing you're going to lose it all. So yeah, it's, I don't know, man. I, I just try to go to bed early and forget about it most nights. Yeah, it, it can be tough to sit there when you got a hot lineup going into the late slate and then your secondary stack just does absolutely nothing and you just see yourself falling and falling yeah. and falling. Like, I, I'm with you. If if I have something hot going into the late slates, usually I'll throw on a movie and then I'll check a couple hours later. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the uh, the optimal way to go just for, for mental health reasons uh dfs can be tough on your mental health i'm sure as everybody knows i know a bunch of people have been struggling i've been struggling the last two weeks in nhl dfs mental health is doing well uh so don't worry about me there but um yeah i've been getting crushed the last two weeks so if you check lineup study and you're you know if anybody looks at my lineups you're gonna not want to see what i've done the last uh 13 or 14 days so um yeah we'll look to get on the right track for today that's all we can do we've got five games what are you thinking about this slate what's your uh, initial thoughts here i mean it's it's another one of those slates where there's a couple of really obvious spots um you know we just saw edmonton lay the beat down uh, on ottawa and we get that matchup again here tonight um colorado's obviously always going to draw some ownership but there are a lot of I think interesting little spots on this slate besides the obvious, like there are, are probably going to be some backup goalies starting. Uh, we have some guys uh, returning from injury. Uh, there's one in the Minnesota game. That's probably uh, going to be of interest. Uh, if you look a little bit uh, like right to the end of the slate, there are probably going to be some significant lineup changes coming from San Jose that really alters the outlook of that team. So um, while I, it, you know, it, there are those two obvious, uh, really high-priced, really good lines to go to. I don't think it's necessary to just, you know, have half your lineups with McDavid and half your lineups with McKinnon or something like that. I think there are enough um, other good spots on the slate that, yeah, you probably want to get some Edmonton or Colorado in your lineups, but uh, you can definitely look elsewhere to try and find some goals. Yeah, I think, uh, look, there's two obvious spots, and um I think after that, like you're going to be pretty differentiated if you don't have one of those two. So as a MME, like, I think it is a pretty good MME slate. Sometimes on these smaller ones, you um, like, you just feel like you run out of options, but I think there's ways to get different with at least a portion of your lineups. If you don't go to those two spots, those two very expensive spots that are going to force you into just like a certain subsect of, uh, of lineup, like construction afterwards. So like, as as it always is with expensive chalk, uh, first of all, if it goes off, 
uh, it, it has to go off. And even when it does, um, you know, you're still competing against 20, 30% of the field with the same kind of cheap stack. So I'm going to be experimenting with some three, two ones and uh, taking a little bit away uh, from like max correlation from my Colorado one Edmonton one laps. I think tonight, I think it's a short enough slate where it warrants that because um, I'm finding myself running out of options to, uh, to stack if I don't want to be duped like 10 or 20 times, like some of these lineups might be tonight. So I'll be looking to avoid dupes, but good slate uh, locks a little bit later. So I got some extra time to, uh, I don't know, what do people do on Friday afternoons? Run to the grocery store, the, the liquor store more like. Um, yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel like a grocery slash liquor store run is pretty common after work on Friday. Because, I mean, I mean, depending where you live, you might be able to go out to happy hour now, but some places yeah. still aren't quite open yet. So uh, groceries and liquor store at home. They just sent me, uh, this, the liquor store in my city sent uh, out a $10 off if you spend 50 bucks. So I, I'm going to go take advantage of that. Got a little extra time after the show with the slate locking an hour later. Just going to be loading up on some black cherry claws. Uh, as real men do, uh, as the audience knows. But yeah, let's get into the slate in just a second. First of all, I want to talk about our sponsor of the NHL DFS strategy show, Jock Market. Uh, they've turned fantasy sports into a stock exchange. Jock Market allows you to buy and sell, uh, sell shares of players in real time with real money and guaranteed payouts for all your shares at the end of the night. Daily markets for NBA, NHL, and PGA, and you can make real money every hour, every minute, and every second of any match. You're playing some soccer, uh, although I don't know if they have soccer just yet. I haven't dabbled in that yet. But uh, And then your normal games, your NBA, NHL, uh, PGA. And then uh, you can use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players, buy more, you can sell, you can hold during the game uh, just based on your analysis. If you download the app, you can get started. And uh, when you do get started, you're going to want to use a promo code for some free money, Osmo NHL 50 that's a $50 deposit bonus on your first deposit. That's right. Awesome. NHL 50. That is a, an exclusive offer uh, for the Osmo community. So only people that are watching our shows, the NBA shows, the PGA shows are going to uh, be able to take advantage of this. And uh, I mean, nowhere else is doing a $50 deposit bonus these days. Like you might've seen this a few years ago, but uh, in DFS, uh, you're really not going to see this. So go support Jock Market. They're giving you free 50 bucks, up to a free 50 bucks uh, on your first deposit. All right, Clippy. There we go. Man, always so late with that one, Tyler. I guess you're, you're trying not to mess up the read. So, you know, that that's smart, actually. I get a little distracted when I hear those bells ringing. Vegas, St. Louis, the first of two 8 p.m. Eastern starts, 2.9 implied total for the Knights, 2.7 for the Blues, Possibly Dansk, uh, possibly Logan Thompson making his first NHL start. And then Bennington going for the Blues. I'm not seeing uh, changes on either side. I believe we're still without Petrangelo for a while for the Knights. Mark Stone expected to be back in once again. He was a late addition to the lineup two nights ago against Minnesota. Um, You're liking one team here potentially and and not one team uh, at all. We were talking a little bit before the show. So tell the people what you like here. Yeah, um, I'll start with St. Louis. And I'll just say I don't have a lot of St. Louis here tonight. And I know that's probably a scary prospect uh, seeing as they – like I I assume it's going to be Logan Thompson starting after Os- what Oscar Dansk uh, did in their last game to pretty much cost them two points. So 
I think it's going to be Logan Thompson tonight. Um, you know, Thompson has decent numbers if you look at his career. Uh, 946 small sample in the AHL this year, 929 in 32 games in the East Coast last year, uh, 918 in eight games in the East Coast the year before that. Like, obviously, those are lower leagues, but you'd rather see a guy doing well in those lower leagues than getting absolutely shelled and then called up. So whether he's actually good or not, we don't know. But at least there's a track record of success here to kind of lean on. So that's the one thing that's kind of keeping me from St. Louis tonight is like I checked our ownership earlier. Uh, It has just been updated, I think, before we went on the air. And their ownership has really started to to shoot up. I think Tarasenko started around 10%. Uh, He's up between 13 and 14 now. I think he gets closer to, honestly, between 15 and 20 because – People are going to look at that AHL goalie and they're going to look at STL one being relatively cheap. Uh, like what's their combined price here tonight? 15, six, like you can actually fit that in with some sort of Colorado stack. Um, so I'm going to like, I'm pretty much out on that St. Louis top line, especially where they're going into that matchup mm-hmm. against Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty. Like if you want to go down to the second line, I guess I can understand that. But Mike Hoffman being there, just kind of takes away a little bit like he's obviously a good goal scorer. I don't want to say like he's a bad goal scorer or anything like that, but their numbers have like, they've been fine, but not great. Uh, Again, a bad matchup against VGK too. Like the reason to play St. Louis here tonight is you're banking on a bad goalie start, right? Like, do you want to play 20%? Because you're going to have to play at least 20% St. Louis one to get over the field. Um, do you want to play 20, 25% St. Louis one, maybe 30% or more if you really want to get over the field uh, in what is a terrible matchup with a goalie that might actually be good. And like, I'm very well aware this could come back and bite me because um, it is an AHL goalie. Maybe he's just nervous and they absolutely blow the doors off for four goals on six shots or something like that. It could happen. I mean, McElhaney, who's uh, like a Long-time NHL backup was lit up for four and eight last night, right? Like, those things just happen. But we've seen Troy Grosnick do well. We saw Scott Wedgwood do well. Like, it's one game. If I can fade, like, if, if a third of, of people tonight are, are going to have STL1 or STL2 in their lineups, which I, I think is reasonable. Like, I think you might see something like 18 and, like, 14% or something like that. Like, I think it'd be reasonable, like, around 30% of people are going to have one of those two lines in their lineups. And all you need is one good goalie start to lap a third of the field, and you're sitting there with probably Edmonton or Colorado stacks left. I That's kind of my thinking for, for fading STL here tonight. Like, I play 20 lineups, so even in 20 lineups on five games, like, I probably kind of have to cut teams. I could cut into my McDavid ownership for more STL, but then I'm probably coming in on the field on STL one and way under on Connor McDavid. And that feels like just throwing away money. So though that's my reasoning for being out on St. Louis here tonight. Um, I am not going to fault anybody for going in on St. Louis because it is an AHL goalie. And if he does suck this, his night could be over real quick and St. Louis could bury the slate real quick. So I'm not going to begrudge anybody for going in that direction. It's just not something I'm going to do tonight to try to get away from what I think will be a couple of chalkier lines than we're currently projecting. I'm in on the Vegas side, actually. One thing I mentioned in chat earlier, um, of all the teams on the slate tonight, and remember, we have teams like Arizona and Anaheim and San Jose, the team with the worst penalty kill by expected goals against over the last three weeks, which would be about the last 10 games, is St. Louis. 
Um, I think that Colton Pareko loss is a much bigger loss uh, than people really want to admit. He played heavy, heavy minutes for them at even strength. He was a rock for them uh, on the penalty kill as well. And the team just honestly hasn't looked the same. And they're middle, of, they're like middle of the pack by expected goal share over the last, those same last 10 games we just talked about. And they have two games against San Jose, four against Los Angeles, and two against Anaheim in there. Like this team has sucked for a while. So you know what? Even if... T- Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. Marisanko's back. I think it might take him some time to really get up to speed. If I, you know, I'm not going to play 15 to 20% Tarasenko on a five game slate uh, when he has to get up to speed. So that's my reasoning for being out on St. Louis. I'm in heavy on Vegas one here tonight. Um, I get it's kind of the same kind of reverse matchup. Like they have to go into O'Reilly, but I just talked about how good of a power play matchup it probably is uh, for that Vegas top line. And like, like I said, Tarasenko probably still has to get back up to speed. And it's not like Jordan Cairo is a great two-way winger. So, you know, you're probably asking uh, Ryan O'Reilly to do all the defensive work on that line. And I think that's too much to ask when you're going up against such a great top line. So I'm in on Vegas one, Vegas uh, top power play, uh, mixing in, you know, Theodore and Glass and those types of guys. You want to use Vegas two as a filler. I have no problem with that. I just think they might end up somewhat chalky with like those Colorado uh, and Edmonton lineups. So that's why I'm kind of avoiding them. And I want to get the low-owned Vegas one here tonight. I, I greatly prefer the Vegas side as well. So uh, you kind of laid it all out. I mean, I think the the top six is a mismatch for uh, St. Louis here. O'Reilly against one of the best lines in hockey. Uh, no, don't really want to go into that. And I agree with you. I think the top line for St. Louis especially is going to pick up a fair amount of ownership. You know, I think people will go to O'Reilly, Tarasenko, if they're not even including Cairo for 4,500. Like Tarasenko just grades out as uh, a pretty good value um, for his price still. Like, the, like he hasn't looked great so far, but, I mean, give him some time. And people are still using numbers from the last couple of years. He's going to be uh, a good value in a lot of projection systems for 4,700. So he's going to come up for people using optimizers. Um, the matchup, though, it, it stinks. Um, Vegas 2, I think, is an awesome play here. Um, they're getting a little bit of steam as a filler right now. Um, if you look at the top stacks tool, which is unlocked today, uh, I kind of don't like that they're this cheap 13, one for Vegas two. This is a really good line. They haven't finished well this season. They haven't had some of those big blow up games we've seen over the last couple of seasons, but I think if they continue to carry play like this at five on five, they're going to have some at some point. And then you mentioned Pareko since he's been out, uh, the blues have been kind of a mess defensively, uh, hurts their penalty kill as well. So. Yeah, give me some Vegas here. Never have to talk me into Vegas. Uh, I'm always uh, looking to play them. Just two really, really good lines. Uh, I like how they're correlated on the power play as well. Full PP1 for top line, uh, full PP2 for the second line. They'll split a little bit. They'll get uh, the Carlson, Marshall, Smith trio on the power play with Martinez. So you got a clear defenseman to stack with with, uh, either of the lines. You could probably flip-flop the defenseman as well since they both play at 5-on-5 
to get some differentiation with the lines if you don't just want to go with only uh, Martinez with Vegas 2. Um, you could throw in some Theodore, $800 difference, but I'll have a bunch of both Theodore and uh, Alec Martinez. And then on the Blues side, um, just real quick going back to their forwards, I think I would rather play the second line if I was choosing just one, just because they're a little bit weaker defensively. Um, so Shen, Hoffman, Perron priced up a little bit. Um, I just can't see how more people don't go to St. Louis one here. I think, I think their ownership is going to come up uh, in our projections once we run a couple more updates, but we'll see. I, I mean, I could be wrong about that. The uh, only defenseman on the blues, I think I'll have a decent amount of is Vince Dunn for 3,300. Anything else you want to add here? Yeah, I just wanted to mention Dunn. Uh, Braden McNabb might be a guy to punt. Um, he's under 3K. Um, his ice time might be a little bit of a concern, but he's typically a really big blocks guy. So if he can get close to you know, 19, 20 minutes, he might get our block bonus for us. All right. Uh, yeah, keep an eye out for the uh, starting goalie for the Knights. It sounds like you think it's going to be Thompson. We've got Dansk projected right now, but just swap in uh thompson um that's what i would do if you don't want to remake all your lineups you're playing a bunch of them let's go to the yotes and the wild we've got a 2.4 implied total for arizona three for minnesota could be ranta for the coyotes we don't have confirmation on that and then this one's a little bit surprising i would think minnesota probably plays tomorrow even though i haven't checked the schedule kakinen not starting it's going to be cam talbot for the wild um kakinen's been Playing pretty well uh, up until that, you know, last few minutes of the third period, but his team kind of let him down against Vegas. Anyways, we've got some shifting going around on the wild. Hartman is going to be back in the lineup centering Parisi and Fiala. That used to be, uh, there used to be Victor Rask for the last few games. Rask going back with Kaprizov and Zuccarello. The uh, the GOAT line, Eric Sinek, Greenway, Felino stays intact. Felino missed morning skate, but he's going to play. And they're going to take opposing top competition, which I would guess is the Schmaltz-Garland line. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you, do you have an opinion on line matching here? And then, yeah, I uh, think I, like, yeah, I think you're going to see Erickson Eck up against the Schmaltz line a uh, fair amount all game. And that pretty much takes Schmaltz and Garland out of the running for me. Um, getting down to that Arizona second line, I think, is where things kind of get interesting. Uh, Pitlick and Keller... Um, have or Pitlick and Dvorak and Keller have actually been uh, relatively good this year. Uh, 2.4 expected goals for 57.2 expected goal share um, in 68 minutes played. Like that's pretty good. Um, it's not a surprise with Dvorak. I think he's kind of an underrated player. Um, he's just not a huge offensive threat. Uh, but Tyler Pitlick and Clayton Keller. Uh, seem to be playing well together. They're on the second day, on the second power play unit um, together as well. So, like, if you want to dump down and put on, like, Jordan Osterley was on the second power play unit with them the last game. So, like, you can three-man stack Keller, Pitlick, and Osterley for, what, like 10,000 and change or something like that. So, like, I think that Arizona 2 makes a real nice filler stack uh, if you want to get into your Colorado power play and your Edmonton power play. Uh, and those types of things. So that's kind of where I'm looking uh, on the Arizona side. Um, that's probably going to be it for me on the Arizona side. That top line really hasn't looked good uh, since they put Lawson Krause there, and I still don't understand why. <laughs> yeah, right? Like the guy that was overdrafted and the guy that hasn't done anything his entire pro career uh, is dragging down a line, Kel Surprise. 
Um, the third line really doesn't do anything for me. Broussard, Larson, uh, and Kessel. In fact, like, that's one of those lines that I want to go into. Um, and like right now, uh, the line matching I'm looking at from um, our buddy uh, Adam Daly. And if you want to get those line matching, just hit me up on Twitter. Uh, you can subscribe through him. Has the Rask, Zuccarello, Kaprizov trio going up against Kessel, Broussard, and Larson. So that's like, that's it's kind of like, what you want to do with this game, I think kind of depends what you want to do with the rest of your lineup. Because Rask, Zuccarello, uh, and Kaprizov come in at 14K, I believe. Uh, but the second line comes in at like 11,000. So the second line of Hartman, Parise, and Fiala, I think is you're going to see as a popular filler stack um, in your Colorados and your Edmontons and, your th- and things like that. So I'm kind of actually liking that Kaprizov, Rask, Zuccarello line a little bit more. You get into that great Arizona three matchup. You probably get away from that cheap filler ownership. Um, and like you can just straight two man Kaprizov, Zuccarello if you if you want to get uh, the power play correlation. Though Minnesota's power play hasn't really been a whole lot to write home about, so I wouldn't worry too too much about power play correlation here. Um, so that's kind of where I'm sitting right now. Rask, Zuccarello, uh, Kaprizov from the Minnesota side. If you want to put in like Parise, uh, Hartman, Fiala, or Parise, Fiala, or, or Parise, Hartman, or something like that is a cheap two-man uh, to get to those Edmonton and Colorados. I have no problem, but you're going to have to, you know, really make sure uh, you, you make a conscious effort to be different because I think those guys are going to be targeted uh, in, you know, in those uh, more expensive stacks. So that's where I am on on the wild I'm up on Rask, Zuccarello, Kaprizov, on Arizona, in more on Pitlick, Dvorak, and Keller using Osterley uh, for some added power play correlation. I think you can play all three Minnesota lines. Um, like I think you can make a pretty good case for all of them here. Um, we don't know really who's going to see more time against Arizona 2 and 3. That's a huge difference between those two. But it's going to be some mix of the Rask line and the Hartman line. So. Uh, I, I think I prefer – it's going to be a great listen on podcast because uh, this does not get cut up. Okay, cool. I, yeah, I told him in chat. <clears throat> uh-huh. Quick note while we're talking about this game, while people are uh, refreshing, uh, this Grandma Jenkins in chat is just getting roasted. Hockey is a boring sport. I'm going to take my nap. This is not an NBA show. Uh, we've got plenty of NBA content coming up after this. Three hours, in fact. Those guys will lead you up to lock. Those guys and girls, I should say, uh, and women, uh, they will lead you up to lock. They do a great job breaking it down for you, DFS betting, whatever it is. So uh, you will get your NBA talk and a lot of it on this exact same channel uh, in about 36 minutes. So if you can hold off till then, Grandma Jenkins, uh, you will get your precious NBA talk. Trust me. Going back to the Minnesota side, I, I think I prefer the Parisi Fiala line uh, a little bit. I like them a lot as a two man. Do what you want with Hartman. If you want to include them, feel free. If you don't, got no problem. Find a different center. That's uh, you know, like I'm I'm getting to some like uh, hurdle one offs with Parisi and Fiala as like my three man stack. Uh, and we'll talk about hurdle, but uh, he's back for the Sharks. We'll talk about him a little bit later. But uh, yeah, this is a Minnesota spot for me. I think I agree with you on the Dvorak line too. That's probably the one I would full stack. Um, or maybe just some Dvorak one-offs at 4,400. He's going to stay off the, uh, the Ericsson-Eck line, which that's a line like 
you know, I don't like to cross teams off or cross lines off, especially in a five game slate, but I would consider crossing off a line that I knew was going to face the Erickson Eck line, the uh, Erickson Eck Greenway and uh, Felino line. They've been so, so good defensively. And going back to last season, too, um, and they're getting the minutes now. Like, it's a hard match every single time when they're at home. So Schmaltz Garland, really tough for me to play uh, any substantial amount of. It's not like they're getting a lot of ownership. So uh, maybe we just get the matching wrong and uh, they go up against Dvorak. But uh, that would be the only reason, I think, to play Schmaltz and Garland this evening. It's a Minnesota night for me. Freezy, uh, he's his rates aren't that bad. Like he's generating some high danger chances. He's generating some scoring chances. Uh, he's not shooting a ton, but when he does, it's, it's in close a lot. So he's, he's getting some quality chances with Fiala there. Um, I still think he's got something left in the tank, at least for DFS at three K getting secondary power play time with the Dumba Brodeen unit. I think, uh, is perfectly fine. Anything else left on this one? I was just, I was just looking up Minnesota 3's defensive numbers. They're so good. Going back to last year, expected goals against per 60 of 0.97. Like, double that rate would be about league average. Yeah. It's like, crazy. And and they look that good, too, like, when you watch them. Like, there's just nothing. I mean, the stone Pacioretty stevenson line did okay against them. But I think – uh, the expected goals against when the, the Erickson Eckline was on the ice was like 0. 0.2 or something for the game, which is like, that's still not very good, especially uh, grading on the uh, Vegas one scale. So yeah. they're just amazing. Um, really not worried about any Arizona line doing anything against them. So as long as you get the matching right there, I think uh, you potentially cross off the Arizona lines. Any uh, other defensemen on the wild? There's always a handful of them that, that get I mean, power play minutes. Yeah, the thing with the, the power play usage last game was weird because they had uh, two defensemen on one power play unit. They had Suter and Spurgeon with Zuccarello and Kaprizov. Then the next power play, they had Dumba and Brodeen. They just straight up swapped the defensemen. So, like, I don't even know which defensemen are going to be on the power play for Minnesota. I mean, you know it's going to be one of the four or two of the four. It's just a matter of which of them are, is it's going to be. So I find myself, like, one-offing Minnesota defensemen, but my Minnesota stacks don't have a lot of defensemen because I don't want to guess this. Yeah, well, I was reading chat there, so you might have just said it. But I noticed, like, in the games, they'll just flip-flop defensemen uh, in-game. So I don't know if you, if you just said that exact same thing. I wanna Yeah, so – it, it, it makes it tough to stack with your even yeah. strength or power play ones. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. So I, I usually get to a little bit more Dumba and Spurgeon um, guys that shoot a little bit. They have some goal scoring in them. Dumba hasn't done much of anything, 4,800. I don't think a lot of people will be on him. We're, we're showing about 6% ownership on him right now. So don't mind that on a five-gamer. Let's go to the Kings and the Avs. 2.3 implied total for the Kings. 3.3 for the Avs. Grosinick, Cal Peterson, uh, don't have confirmation just yet. I saw Peterson was expected to be taken off the COVID list, so potentially could start tonight. Probably Grubauer for the Avs. Um, is it Colorado one night? Uh, and if not, I guess that probably means Edmonton one night by default. We just saw them go bonkers two nights ago. We haven't seen a huge Colorado one game. I don't know. Is this the spot against uh, Cal Peterson or Grosinick? I, 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 I have Colorado. I do um, have some Colorado here tonight. 
I want to talk about Los Angeles first because I think people might be targeting them, especially Los Angeles too, as a filler stack here tonight. Um, Colorado, as even without McCarr and Byram and those guys, has been the best defensive team uh, in the league over the last month at all strengths. 1.87 expected goals against per 60. No other team is below two. Um, Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. The problem has been the Colorado goaltending, which has come in at 877, which is the fifth worst in the league um, in that span. Like Colorado, even without McCarr, even without Byram or Johnson or Timmons, they're still just blowing the doors off the teams. The only thing that's holding them back is Grubauer or Miska or whoever uh, has been in net for them. So, like, even with those injuries, like this, I, like we talked about the St. Louis injuries and how much Pareko impacted St. Louis. Like, Makar's had almost no effect on being out of the lineup for Colorado. That's how good this team is. So, um, the one thing that's holding me back from getting a ton of Colorado is. Los Angeles doesn't really take many penalties. Um, that's the one thing that really worries me here. Uh, you know, Colorado generates a lot of power plays. They have the most uh, power play opportunities per game. But Los Angeles is right around, you know, the bottom third of the league by time shorthanded. Now, you won't need a ton if you get Colorado on those power plays. They have enough skill to do it. Uh, but that's just kind of what's tamping it down. So I do have some Colorado tonight, but I'm not going bonkers on them. Like, I'll probably have somewhere around 20 to 25%. And most of them will be uh, some sort of mix, uh, a power play stack or something like that. Um, Like I said, on the Los Angeles side, really not a whole lot. And like Los Angeles has been playing well lately. Like this isn't like they had a real rough stretch in the first two or three weeks. But again, like if you want to just look um, at the last three weeks, which would cover, you know, roughly like the last 10 games, uh, give or take or something like that. Los Angeles is uh, between Philly and Tampa Bay by expected goal share. And their expected goals against is right in line with teams like the Islanders. Like the the Los Angeles Kings have been good lately. And it's not like it's been a PDO bender run. Their PDO is literally, or not literally, slightly above average. Like this just is who they are. So like, 
you know, I like I said, I'm using Colorado tonight, but I think if given the choice between loading up on Edmonton tonight or loading up on Colorado, I'd rather pick Edmonton, obviously, because I think Ottawa is just kind of a doormat, and Los Angeles honestly looks like a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt the Kings have been impressive recently, and the Velarde, Athanasiu, Carter trio hasn't been as bad defensively as what I thought. Um, not saying you can't target against them. Like Colorado's obviously a better team here, but I think like there's there's going to be some resistance uh, with this Kings team, and I don't know that you could say the same for the Sens. So it's probably not fair to compare any lines to um, to Edmonton one based on what they just did. Um, but I think I have Colorado one slightly below them. So right now I'm coming in about about right where the field's at on McKinnon. I think I'm going to have a bunch of McKinnon one-offs, a bunch of McKinnon Rantanen, a bunch of McKinnon uh, Landeskog. Like I said, I'm going to do some three, two ones tonight. It's a short enough slate. There's expensive guys that uh, I want, and I, I don't just want to do three threes with them. Um, so really like Colorado. They're not quite at the Edmonton one tier for me tonight. I will say though, I did end up, I, I hand built a lineup. I took a, a while to build like a, an actual hand built lineup. Like I used to do a couple seasons ago. I did end up on a full Colorado one. So um, they're a little bit cheaper, $700 cheaper than uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Yamamoto. So you can do a little bit more. Um, they're they're awesome here. I, I don't have any problems with them. They're just not quite at Edmonton one level, I think, for my exposures tonight. Um, Kadri Saad, Burakovsky, uh, they're, they're just chalky. Like, mm-hmm. Like thirteen percent for Kadri, ten percent for Saad, for, uh, forty-two hundred dollars. Burakovsky is almost eleven percent. I just feel like they're going to be a really popular filler, and probably with Edmonton one. And so I'm not getting to a ton of them. I think if I'm going to an LA line, it's probably the third line. Uh, Lazat with Kempe and Trevor Moore. That's a real cheap trio. Uh, Kempe's been playing really well. Top power play there. Uh, you could two-man them as well. Um, and you could go to Colorado one or go to Edmonton one with them. It looks like they're showing below 1% ownership. And, you know, the nice part about them, you mentioned how good Colorado is defensively is that they probably only need a goal and a little bit more for them to, uh, be in a winning lineup at those prices or, you know, one of those guys with the shot bonus. I know that's not overly likely, but, um, you don't need them to score two and three goals for, uh, for them to be worth it at these prices. Um, McDonald's. I keep wanting to play this guy, 3K. He projects as one of the better values, just playing a bunch of minutes. Shot rates are okay. Um, probably going to play some at five-on-five five with the McKinnon line as well. And Graves at 4,400, I like as well, if you're not going to Gerard. But Gerard, he's almost strictly a uh, a correlation play for me. I don't know. You probably feel the same way at 5,200 there, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Gerard would be my Colorado lineups. I do like Devin Taves as a one-off because, like, in on the off chances is kind of a low-scoring game. It's the same thing as McAvoy from last night, right? Um, in the chance that it's a relatively low-scoring game, he could get in um, on a bunch of the goals because he just plays so many minutes. And um, McAvoy almost got there for us, four shots and two blocks. Like, he was just a shot and a block away from a huge night. So, um, yeah, I kind of... I kind of like Taze as a one-off here tonight. Just to get to the back to the forwards for one second, one line I wanted to talk about was Colorado 3, actually. Um, Joe Nachushkin and Donskoy 
is probably the line, the depth line that I'm going to go here out of this game. Uh, Nachushkin and Jost have a reasonable sample going back to last year, skating together. 2.5 expected goals for, 2.5 actual goals for, 66% expected goal share. Like, Nachushkin was a legitimate Selkie Trophy contender, and Tyson Jost has really rounded into a nice defensive player as well. Now, obviously, you don't get points for being good Mm -hmm. defensively on DraftKings, uh, but if they can drive the play towards the offensive zone against the third and fourth line from the Kings – um, or, you know, keep the play out of their own zone. I like their chances here, and they're super, super cheap. Um, and they're coming in, you know, at considerably less ownership than guys like Sod and Burakovsky. So I like that Colorado three lineup as a little two-man here tonight. Uh, on the blue line, like I said, uh, correlating Gerard with my PP1. Taves is a good one-off. Taves, you can even throw in with your Jost and your Donskoy uh, if you have a little bit of salary left over. Um not so much anything on the Los Angeles side. Like I'm pretty much just out on them. I think like I might have some one-off like Matt Roy or Sean Walker or something like that, but that's about it. Yeah. I mean, for for the exact same reasons I said, I liked LA three. Uh, you could definitely go to Colorado three as well. They get some secondary power play time um, and they're just, they're dirt cheap. So like I said, a goal and maybe a little bit more. And I, I almost like, like I just we just talked about the Kings being decent, but like the Josh stack with Colorado one and Colorado three, like that's pretty affordable. If you stack those two together, that's going to be a combo. Not a lot of people have. I think some people will have Edmonton one with Colorado three. But, uh, you know, if you wanted to go with the full stack, you hope for the six, seven goal outburst. Colorado hasn't had one in a while, but they're still very capable of it. They're a pretty deep team. And uh, you would expect them to, to put this one away against the Kings more often than not, especially if it's not Cal Peterson in that. Uh, I think we're good for that game, right? Yeah, that's it for me. All right. Just want to mention before we get to the last couple games, uh, we're celebrating the NBA's second half and the NHL's second half. And we got a special deal for the first time users of Osmo Plus. If you have not signed up till now, uh, this is the perfect time to do it. Promo code SHAMROCK will get you 50% off the Osmo Plus Platinum Weekly Pass. So 15 bucks for the first week. You'll get full access to uh, all the DFS sports that we have that we cover on the site. So NHL, NBA, PGA, NASCAR, MMA, soccer, esports. And last but not least, college basketball projections. March Madness starts uh, next week, six days from now, I believe. And so we'll have projections going for that uh matt Kajeski will be making those and uh yeah i mean you can pretty much play every sport for 15 bucks for the first week if you don't like it you don't have to uh continue with us but i think you'll like it make sure you get in slack when you do that's promo code shamrock and this expires the 17th of march so you got only a few more days to take advantage of this senators and the oilers 2.6 implied total for the sends 3.9 for the oilers Matt Murray uh, going up against probably Mike Smith could be Koskinen. I haven't seen a confirmed goalie here either, but uh, yeah, just take this one away. I mean, we know we know the deal with these two. I mean, we could almost just run back everything we said from a couple nights ago, right? Yeah. Um, the thing I wanted to be on Ottawa again here tonight because obviously we got burned on them the last game. Uh, Edmonton just absolutely shelled them. I think it was seven one was the final. Um. Ottawa's top line got thoroughly run over by Edmonton's top line in the last game. I think uh, Brady Kachuk's uh, expected goal share was around 25% or something like that. Like, it wasn't a good game for that top line. 
Um, and what it gets even worse tonight because Colin White is hurt. So they've moved around their centers. And now it looks like Chris Tierney uh, is back on the top line for Ottawa. And, like, I like Josh Norris as a center. I really wanted Josh Norris to stay on that top line um, with Kachuk and Connor Brown. But uh, we obviously aren't going to get our wish here tonight. But I'm still going to go back to the top line because I on a short slate like this, Brady Kachuk is one of those players, like I mentioned in the last slate, he can single-handedly break a slate. He can put up two goals and seven shots and just complete, and with an assist and just completely break a slate. He doesn't need great players around him to do that. Uh, but when he does that, like I want to bring other guys along with him. Um, so I'm going to have a little bit of that top line, but I'm probably going to leave just Tierney off of it. For one, like for one, I'm not convinced he's going to stay there all game. For two, you don't get any power play correlation, and you want some here in this matchup going into Edmonton uh, against the Edmonton penalty kill. So uh, I'm going back in on the top line, uh, but I'm probably going to leave uh, uh, Tierney off of it, and that's actually probably going to push me towards more power play stack-ish type lines. So something like Kachuk, Stutzla, and Batherson, where I can get three guys all on the power play together, uh, two of them skating at even strength together, mm-hmm. or just like Kachuk, Dodonov, and Sh- pardon me, Shabbat, something along those lines. Um, I, like, I'm not going to just three-man stack the Ottawa top line. It's going to be some sort of broken stack. One, I don't think these lines stay together. And two, I want, really want to get the power play correlation out of this game. But all that being said, I think, you know, the main event of the entire slate is Edmonton at home to Ottawa. We saw Leon Dreisaitl go absolutely ham uh, in the last game. Uh, we saw the top line get absolutely run over the last game. I don't expect Chris Tierney uh, is going to help much here. Uh, with that, Chris Tierney on the top line this year, Ottawa has a 45.3 expected goal share. With him off, it goes up to 54.8%. He is just sinking that line. So um, that's, again, that's why I'm kind of keeping him off there because I he's not very good and I don't think he lasts um, the whole game. So I think... Edmonton is just going to run them over again. Um, Like we saw in the last game, you can probably get uh, really weird with your stacks. McDavid, Dreisaitl, chase on. McDavid, uh, Nugent Hopkins, chase on. McDavid, Dreisaitl, Yamamoto, chase on. Um, And you're going to have to do it because Edmonton's, like I'm assuming they're just going to be firing away the chalkiest uh, team and uh, uh, line of the night. So you're going to have to get really different. If you just put uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Barry, and then go find like, you know, Vegas two or something like that, you're going to have a hundred of your closest friends up there with you on the leaderboard. So, uh, and on Edmonton, but I'm going to get really, really different with my stacks. I'm probably going to have a season high of Alex chase on here tonight. Um, but I am also in on the Ottawa power play, uh, Kachuk, the Donoff, Batherson, Stutzla, uh, you know, either Kachuk and the Donoff or Kachuk, but those two guys, uh, Batherson and Stutzla, something like that. Just making sure I get Kachuk, uh, into my lineups. All right. Uh, quick going back. We got a super chat. Robbie, our boy, says, LA won mini stack. What do you think? He says, Kopitar, I follow, and Dowdy. Is that a three-man you like? We didn't really touch on the top line, but since it's a super chat, we got to hit on it. Yeah, no, I'm pretty much out. Like I said, I'm out on Los Angeles here tonight. I think it's just an absolutely brutal matchup. Like, there have been times in the last few years where the Colorado top line has looked like they can be had defensively. It just isn't this season. <laughs> like 1.7 expected goals against per 60. Um, going back to last year, it's just crazy. 
Um, I'm just like, they won't have much ownership, but I also think they're a little bit too expensive for this, for that matchup as well. So um, if you're playing 150 or something like that, I'd say, yeah, go ahead, get your LA in. But if you're playing one to three, I'd say probably not. Yeah. Even with 150, uh, first of all, absolutely not a priority for me. I think you can find two mans or three mans. Uh, I think I'd rather go to Ottawa. Some of the stacks you mentioned, like I'd rather go to like Kachuk Brown Shabbat. Uh, I know that's not perfectly correlated, but something uh, along those lines, uh, I would much rather do. Yeah, the, the Kings are just not a team that I'm on. Colorado's really tough. Um, but thank you for the super chat, Robbie. Hopefully that helped you out uh, one way or the other. <clears throat> now back to the fighting Alex Chasons. Wouldn't be a show if we didn't tout uh, Alex Chason. 2,600 fourth line duster, but he plays top power play. So you got to at least consider him. I'll probably have him in a handful uh, in my 150 builds, at least. I mean, I, I, know, I make fun, fun of him, but like he's power play one. He could easily end up with two or three assists on the power play. Like if you're playing close to McDavid and Dreisaitl, you got a chance. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm joking about him. I, 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 I mean, mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, let's get it. Let's get this straight. Like he's a he's a bad fourth liner that's probably going to play like twelve minutes, but he has five goals in twenty games this yeah. year, playing on the top PP unit. Um, he's on pace for twenty goals in a regular that's eighty-two insane. game season. Like this guy just has to stand in front of the net and, and keep his stick on the ice, and he could get to twenty goals. All right, all right. Chase on season. Um, with Ottawa, the the issue is just are their lines going to stay together? And you mentioned like they're. They're just probably not, especially if they get down early. They're looking for anything to uh, stop this Edmonton team, and they just can't. So I don't think anything they're going to do tonight is going to stop them. Maybe McDavid and Drysdale just have an off game. That's what you're rooting for if you don't play them, or you're rooting for Colorado 1 to go absolutely insane, which certainly could happen, and they could just outscore Edmonton 1. So there's a, there's a couple paths to victory if you fade them. I really like Nugent Hopkins or like a, a Nuge – pull your RV two man stack with one of McDavid and dry And you just kind of hope that one of those guys gets left off of uh, the majority of the scoring. Um, there's ways to get creative. You mentioned chase on uh, playing nurse instead of Tyson Berry. Uh, I like nurse straight up. Um, he's, he's not going to play top power play, but 6,500, he was significantly lower owned than Tyson Berry and Barry had a stat correction that actually, uh, surpassed Darnell Nurse. Otherwise, it would have really worked out. So I remember I had a, a lineup up near the top, and I had Nurse, and a bunch of people had Barry that passed me. Um, so anyways, that's going to happen sometimes. But Nurse is your better peripheral player for 6,500. Uh, they're both awesome. Now, you could you could uh, do the double D stack if you'd like. It's just you're paying almost 13 k for your two defensemen. So not going to be something a lot of people do. Is it uh, Artem Zub time? Is it Zub or Zub? I'm pretty sure it's Zub. 2800 for Zub. You like him again? I mean, I wish he was still mid-price. I don't like his price coming up like that. Um, like, I'll probably still play him, but I'm, like, I'm not prioritizing him. Like, I might up on, on other slates, let's say. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, is it Stutzla? Stutzla and Batherson? That's a pretty good two-man as well. Um, Batherson, a little bit expensive, 5,100, not playing with Kachuk. But, yeah, you mentioned Kachuk one-offs. I don't have an issue with that either. Um, 
he is a guy that can get there all by himself. Like he can get eight shots on goal and be in a winning lineup without recording a point type of thing. So um, absolutely no problem with him at low ownership, which uh, he'll certainly be low owned tonight. Anything else there? Should we get to uh, the real main event, the Sharks Ducks uh, matchup? Yeah, let's get to that. This should be good. All right. We've got plenty of time for this five and a half total game. San Jose, Anaheim, 2.8 implied total for the Sharks, 2.7 for the Ducks. Uh, it's going to be Dubnik going up against likely John Gibson for the Ducks. Um, once again, uh, actually, I don't think I've mentioned it so far, but Top Stacks uh, has, it is unlocked for today only. If you guys want to get a peek behind the paywall, use your Top Stack tool. Gives you a chance of each stack being a top two play on the night compared to their ownership share. And then you've got the leverage column, everybody's favorite column. Uh, looking at some of the lines in this game, uh, first of all, Hurdle and Meyer are expected to be back for the Sharks. Balsair is uh, questionable tonight. Looks like he's going to be a game-time decision. <clears throat> um, but that line is coming up a little bit over-owned. Uh, other lines in this game... Let's see. You got to scroll down. They're very cheap. Uh, actually, San Jose won uh, some positive leverage. And then the Ducks, negative leverage on the Henrique line, negative leverage, actually positive leverage on the uh, Lundstrom line. They're going to stick together. Uh, do we have confirmation on the Ducks lines, by the way? Oh, come on, man. I mean, yeah, that's a stupid question. Like, <laughs> who knows? Who knows what they're going to do? I'm seeing Vinny Letary with Getzlaff and Comtois. I looks like a guess and uh, you know, no disrespect to the sites that are guessing. You got to put something out there. Uh, I don't know what to do with the ducks, but with hurdle and Meyer back to the sharks, they look like they're in a pretty good spot. So you like the sharks here. I do like the sharks here. Um, the thing that's keeping me off of them a little bit is their ownership, right? Like you talk about how high their ownership is, especially the second line, but we have, Thomas Hurdle, 14%. Evander Kane, uh, between 12 and 13%. Brent Burns, between 11 and 12%. Like, that feels high um, on the road. But, like, I'm wondering what kind of shape Hurdle and Meyer are going to be in. Because, like, Hurdle especially, he had – there was a, a a news article, I think, in the Mercury News in San Jose not long ago. Like, he talked about, like, shortness of breath, couldn't train, uh, like, all that. Like, he had really bad COVID symptoms. So – and we've, you know, we've seen guys from like Buffalo or Minnesota or whatever, and they've talked about how it takes them time to get their wind back, right? Which makes sense. Right? Like if, if you're having a hard time breathing and you're a professional athlete, you're probably not going to be back to 100% after two practices. So like, do I want to play 15% hurdle who might be at like 80% or 85% or something like that? Like, I think it's a, it's a question of, how how badly you want to get into that matchup. Um, like Anaheim, like we talked about Anaheim, um, you know, pretty much every slate because we have to talk about them because they're always so popular as fillers. Uh, we talk about how much better Anaheim um, had been playing of late. It was their defense had improved. It, you know, they were at the bottom of the league defensively through the first couple weeks. They're not at the bottom of the league anymore over the last few weeks. They're more towards like, the Edmonton and New Jersey's rather than the Arizona's and Buffalo's. Uh, so it's an improvement, just not a huge one. Um, but they are getting a, a little bit better defensively. And like I said, if hurdle 
isn't anywhere close to full strength and he's super chalky, that probably keeps me off of San Jose too. Um, especially where we don't know what the lines are going to be. Like you said, Rudolph's Balsers, Balsers, uh is a game-time decision. He may be out. If he's out, it could be Ryan Donato on the wing, but if it's Ryan mm-hmm. Donato, he's $100 more, so you got to make sure you have $100 left over on DK. Um, if it's John Leonard, you got to make sure to late swap down to John Leonard. So if you want to just hurdle Meyer two man and not have to deal with the late swap, like I understand that. But again, do I want to play a 50% Thomas hurdle who might not be anywhere close to a hundred percent? Like I just like, if I'm, I'm talking myself out of it because I know how good a play hurdle and Meyer in a nutshell are here tonight, like in a nutshell, a hurdle Meyer Leonard line, a second line at their price, especially with hurdle under 4k going into San Jose with, I would probably be one of the best second lines on the entire slate, but other people are going to realize that as well. And are people going to be in on hurdle at an un, you know, unbelievable amount just because he's 3,900. That's what's kind of keeping me away from that San Jose top line. I'm honestly in more on the San or on the San Jose second line. So I'm in more on the San Jose top line. Couture, Kane and LeBanc have just been absolutely phenomenal <laughs> this year. 2.7. Uh, expected goals for, I think their expected goal shares like 56% or something like that. Uh, they just played real, real well. They shouldn't have any problem with any of the matchups uh, coming from Anaheim, uh, especially if they throw that top line at them. Uh, Getzlaff and Comtois just haven't been great defensively together this year. So I really like that San Jose top line. Uh, I can't imagine they're going to be popular, right? Because uh, people are going to play Edmonton and Colorado uh, anybody that doesn't play Edmonton and Colorado, well, then you're left over with uh, San Jose. But that's like maybe, yeah. what, third, 20 to 30% of all lineups won't have Edmonton or Colorado in them. So then you're looking at 20 to 30% of potential lineups that could have San Jose won. So I think they're going to come in real low. So I'm like, I'm not going heavy on them. I might have them in three out of 20 lineups or something like that. But I really like uh, San Jose won here tonight. The problem is the power play, right? They've moved. Uh, Kevin LeBanc off and they moved Ryan De, uh, Ryan Donato up, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So it kind of messes with their power play a little bit, but you still get two out of three. If you add Burns or Carlson, sorry, you get three out of three. You can throw on Donato for some additional power play exposure, though I think uh, Donato will probably just be replaced by Hurdle now. So um, Hurdle would probably be the guy you want to throw in. Um, so that's where I'm sitting on San Jose right now. Um, mostly on San Jose 1. I don't have probably won't have anything from San Jose too. Uh, Anaheim. Uh, I do have some two mans because I think like, I think you can rely on like gets Comtois being a two man and being, you know, on a line together. I think you can rely on Henrik and Zegers uh, being a two man uh, and playing together. I just don't know what, you know, all the three mans are worth. The third line is going to be exactly. So I'm just kind of sticking to those two mans in my Edmonton power plays. But like I said, you're going to have to get real different if you use those. So I'm really looking to get different with my Edmonton one stacks, anything that I use Anaheim. Yeah. Uh, really quick. We got a message. Uh, it said Anaheim Fortnite, LOL. I don't know if that's a troll, but that's like the third time I've heard someone talk about Edmonton four slash Derek Grant. Is that something you're considering here? I know he actually does get pretty good minutes. You're yeah, that's talk about fourth liners, but yeah, that's the one. Th- that's why we talk about uh, the Anaheim fourth line at times, like Carter Rowney and those guys, and like Derek Grant. You just mentioned they'll actually play like 14 to 15 minutes. Most fourth lines play like nine, 10 minutes. These guys actually play the minutes of like a a pseudo third line almost. So 
like if you want to use them because you'll come in under one percent i have no issue with that i just i very rarely play fourth liners that aren't named chainsaw alex chainsaw <laughs> can't all be like chase on uh while you were uh, talking there, um, I tried to fill out a Sharks lineup with either Edmonton 1 or Colorado 1, and you can't do it if you stack the full line. Even if you go Couture Kane with Donato uh, to try to get the full power play 1, uh, certainly if you add in Carlson or Burns, you're not getting to Colorado or Edmonton. So uh, there's a there's two stacks that are on my radar for that reason. It's uh, Vegas 1. You can play a really awesome Vegas one line at low ownership, uh, or you can play a San Jose one at low ownership. And I think anything below 10 or around 10 here is probably a little bit lower than what it should be, uh, just based on how good those two lines are. So the low totals and the fact that you can't get them with Colorado and Edmonton uh, make them appealing here for GPPs, especially if you've got a bunch of different lineups to play with. So I like to hear that you're getting to them in your 20 lineups. I will certainly be getting to some San Jose one in my 150. And I here, I, here, let me ask you a little question then. Yeah. We have the tour line and the stone line at basically the same top two stack percentage and relatively the same ownership. And they're only $600 apart. Yeah. So which one would you play if you could only play one? I, I think I would play Vegas one. I, th- I think I would play Vegas one. Um, they're fully correlated on the power play. I, I think the total for Vegas is kind of disrespectful. Um, like they're, they should have over a three implied goal total there. I think with no Pareko and Bennington, we know about Bennington Bennington. He just got an extension by the way. Like this guy's getting paid six, six years, 36 million for a Stanley cup two seasons ago. Uh, where he was awesome, and I, I don't know—is he going to be that guy for the next six years? That's probably a conversation for another. I game. mean, it's it's almost three years ago now, right? Because they won yeah. it in twenty eighteen. Yeah, it feels like forever ago. But uh, congrats to him—he got paid. I don't think he's one of the better goalies in the NHL. Certainly hasn't been this season. But yeah, I'm I'm all over the Sharks here. I, we talked about their top line. You talked about it a bunch. And then I I still like Hurl and Myers too, man. Uh, the COVID concerns are are definitely real, but. 3,900, even if he's 80% himself for a hurdle, like that, that's a ridiculous price, especially playing with Timo. Uh, those guys are in the second power play. Looks like with Burns, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, that's a nice little three-man you can do. And then I just have no clue what to do with the Ducks with these lines that we're showing. So what I would probably do if you if you think it's a good spot for the Ducks, and, and maybe it is, but I mean, Dubnik's been awful too. So you could play some Ducks or you could swap some of your Sharks lineups to Ducks. Uh, if you're drawing dead after the first couple of games here, uh, this is the last game of the night. So, you know, you don't have a ton of options, but if you leave some salary, you could go get slap, come and Raquel. That's been a pretty good trio uh, duos. You can go with Henrik Silverberg. You mentioned Zegris and was it Raquel that you think is going to be a two man? Zegris and Henrik. Z- oh, Zegris and Henrik. Okay. I've got different lines. So see, there you go. Like you just don't know what the lines are going to be. So um, yeah, that's all I've got for this one. I'm spreading around my exposure on the duck side. Do you have a hat trick pick of the night? Let's not count Edmonton one or Colorado one. So someone not on those lines. I will go. I'll go with my boy, Brady Kachuk. I'll go with Max Pacioretty, the captain, Max Pacioretty. Although I don't think he's the captain for the Vegas. That's from an old video with PK Subban. Have you seen that? Yeah. (laughs) I love that video so much. 
Uh, anyways, look up that PK Subban video uh, in the locker room with him going off and reading the starting line. If you guys haven't seen it, and you need a good chuckle on a Friday. I mean, um, if he gets a hat trick tonight, he'll be the captain of this of this show. That's for oh, damn sure. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining. It is for Easton, so we got to get out of here. NBA coming up right uh, – actually, in about an hour. So you got an hour. Go make your beer runs. Go make your uh, grocery store runs. Go get your black cherry claws. And uh, it will be Cliffy and Josh breaking it down for you guys tomorrow. Good luck. Hit me up in Slack or on Twitter DMs if you got any questions. And uh, see you in 24 hours. Well, those guys will. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.